Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. My name is Mary Murphy. And I am working in Ireland with my husband and two kids, and we work with health education. I mostly do cooking schools. I also help with exercise classes and supper clubs. I'm going to tell a story about one of our friends whom I'm telling this story because I think she needs a lot of prayer. And we would love for you to be joining us in praying for our friend Gina. And so we've entitled this story, Gina is a Blessing. On the days that seem the hardest, God can give the greatest encouragement. At least that seems to be my recent experience. We've been learning the ropes here in Ireland for a few months now, but still there are hiccups now and again, and this Friday the hiccups seemed to be abundant. We have been hoping to save some money by finding a new place to live, and we had high hopes when a friend contacted a realtor for us about the house. We went to see the place, and there were some very positive aspects. But as we considered it, and as we talked to our field directors, we were very thankful that they helped us notice that there were some really major downsides too. Uh, The driveway was just not big enough for anybody to come visit us, and how would we have people over? We were disappointed, and I wondered what God was doing. Why was this a no? I was frustrated and sad as I prepared our home for our Friday night Bible study. And then it got worse because several people who normally are very consistent for our Bible study had to cancel. Work or other commitments and sickness had been affecting the attendance of our study. And we had a little group of three committed people who usually come, but this night only one person showed up. Gina. Gina loves to tell her story, though her heavy accent and choppy storytelling style make it really hard for me to follow, I think I have pieced together her story well enough, and now I can tell it to you. Gina was raised in an orphanage, and the nuns who ran the orphanage considered her bad and often beat her. When she would go into the church, the nuns would give her some peace, so she found solace in God. As a teenager, Gina was raped. She became pregnant and was convinced to give her daughter up for adoption. She then moved to our town, where she found a man who was a bit older than her, but was very nice and well-regarded in the community. The trouble began soon after they were married. He seemed to change overnight, and their relationship left her feeling lonely and neglected, like she was still an orphan. Gina and her husband had three children, 
their daughter is now married, and they're, but their two boys are still living at home, even though they're adults. When the older boy was a teenager, he tried to commit suicide to escape his father's anger and abuse. He survived and is now wheelchair-bound. Gina has attempted suicide herself several times over the years. When her husband stopped letting her go to church after news about the sex abuse scandals in the Catholic Church, she went to the pharmacy to get enough pills to commit suicide. But this day, a man noticed her sadness, approached her, and prayed with her. Not long after that, the daughter she had given up for adoption called her. She saw that God had brought good out of her old situation, and that joy brought her new hope. She began attending a Protestant church uh, that the man who prayed with her was going to. The pastor there supported her and helped her as she made a recovery from these suicidal thoughts. It was near this time that she met the three Lighthouse Counseling interns who were working there until we could come. And she started to do Bible studies with them. Though she went through some rough times, including finally taking her husband to court over his abuse, she now has an uneasy truce with him. Last Christmas, her son commented that she hadn't been crying all year. She was able to share with him what God was doing for her. At our Bible study that night, Gina noted that the passage we were studying had a lot of dysfunction, just like her life. We had been in 2 Samuel looking at Absalom. We were able to affirm that God can heal dysfunction if we give him a chance. Beyond that, he actually uses our brokenness as a platform for ministry. I was able to encourage Gina to continue to share her testimony and paint a vision for her of helping her family come to know God because of the changes that they were seeing in her life. We gave her a helpful book on using past pains as means of ministering to others and encouraged her to look for ways to study with her family and friends. Already, she has invited some of her church friends to study with us and is considering starting another group studying with others. Will you join us in praying for Gina? At the end of that night, after our disappointing day, we were encouraged that we are here for a reason and that God is working in hearts, preparing them to learn, grow, and minister to others. Please do pray for Gina and others like her who struggle with what life has dealt to them. And have you ever, like Gina, wondered why there is so much pain in your life? Andy Murphy felt impressed to write this song declaring the meaning of it all. I read the title for the sermon, and it was supposed to be called, If There Is God, Why Is There Suffering? I thought it would be really interesting to hear a song about that. And I had a little bit of time, and I had my guitar, and I prayed, and asked God to give me a song. And this is the song that I wrote. If there is God above, and it said He's love, why does it always seem there's only greed and suffering? This one's sick and that one dies The earth is full of painful cries Wars and hunger all around Blood is soaking into the ground But could there truly be A vengeful cunning enemy Who wanted to dethrone God 
set his kingdom up in this world He said that you've been had You should know both good and bad You will not surely die The first parents swallowed the lie But that's not all of the story God's love is reaching through That's why Jesus Christ would suffer and die and rise To buy freedom for me and you Now this war rages on but the fight is not done Those who follow Jesus Christ And accept His sacrifice Have a mighty foe to face If it weren't for Jesus' grace They would They would fall This war will end one day And this is the only way Jesus said to tell the world The true king is back on his throne To every nation, tongue, and tribe We should tell of his sacrifice And that he's coming soon to take his servants home And that is all of the story God's love is reaching through That's why Jesus Christ Suffered and died and rose To win Fight for me and you. That's why Jesus Christ suffered and died and rose to win this fight for me and you. For the final minutes of our show, Mary Murphy shares with us the ups and downs of acquiring a visa and how God's timing is best. After having lived for two years in Ireland as student missionaries, I thought that getting to Ireland would not be all that terribly difficult and adjusting to the culture would be very simple. But I was soon to learn that there were a few things that were not so easy to accomplish. Things that I might have been protected from when I was a student that my careers dealt with. And then now I was all by myself while my husband and I were there and we had to accomplish things. We spent months trying to get bank accounts, cars transferred so that we could drive, and trying to figure out how to get around without that, and then the big one, 
was our immigration. You don't realize how immigration goes until you move to a new country and you have to deal with visas and stamps and immigration officers and all of that kind of stuff. And we had dealt with that before, but this time we didn't realize that we had sent our paperwork to the wrong office. It was the right address, just the wrong office. And somehow government agencies must not like talk to each other because we waited and we waited and we waited. We called our immigration officer and we could not figure out why it was taking so long to hear back. We had finally figured out all those other little details and the stresses of life were starting to calm down, but still there was this one big thing. And then God knew perfect timing. He sent our student missionaries to come. And when they got there, we had to go through their immigration paperwork. And in the process, we figured out that we had sent it, our paperwork, to the wrong people. And when we told our immigration officer that, she said, oh, well then just, just send it again. And the amazing thing about God's timing is that they got there mid-December and they closed the program for the visas that we were applying for at the beginning of January. And so we squeaked in under the line by sending our paperwork at a time when they were pretty much done with that. They seemed to not care and they gave us our visas. And so we were so thankful for God's timing and we were thankful to have one more thing figured out about moving overseas. There are many, many families in search of the meaning of life. Many, many who need to hear about the love of Jesus. If this story touched your heart and you feel impressed to serve as a missionary, point your browser to afmonline.org to join God's harvesters in the foreign mission field. Be a missionary today. That's afmonline.org. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.